Okay, so today I'm uh, pleased to announce that I'm joined by none other but Simon Zudchi. Um, I just want to say thanks for your time today. In, in, My in pleasure, Alex. Time. Um, so a quick bio about yourself. Um, so Simon Zucci is an experienced investor, successful entrepreneur, best-selling author, is widely recognised for one of the top wealth creation strategists in the UK. Having started to invest in 1995 and went on to become financially independent at the age of 32, passionate about sharing his experience, Simon founded the Property Investors Network in 2003, which has grown to become the largest property network organisation in the UK, with monthly meetings in 50 cities designed specifically to provide a supportive, educational and inspiring environment for all people to network with and learn from other successful investors. Since 2003, Simon has taught thousands of entrepreneurs and business owners on how to successfully invest in a tax-efficient way to create additional streams of income, giving them more time to do things they want to build their own long-term wealth. Simon's book, Property Magic, which is now the fifth edition, became an instant hit when first released in 2008 and remains an Amazon number one best-selling property book. In 2014, Simon launched the property specialist peer-to-peer -peer lending platform called Crowd Property, which has successfully funder, funded over five million of development projects from the crowd. Wow, that, that's quite something. <laughs> yeah, as, it as, is. As, as yeah. a, that's a big, big, big <laughs> Thank you, Great stuff. Um, so before I start, I'm really intrigued. Um, the name Zuchi, where, where does that come from? Where, it's actually, you can't really tell looking at me, I guess. It's an Indian name, <laughs> right, okay. uh, actually Kashmiri to be specific. Kashmiri. So my dad is half Indian, right. so I'm a quarter Indian, as you can't right. really tell looking at ah, me. But Okay, that's interesting, good stuff. Yeah. So what was it like growing up for you as a child? Was it, was it pretty normal? What, tell me I, I think it was very normal. I think um, I come from a fairly middle-class family. My dad was a doctor. My mum was a nurse when she met my dad wow. and then got married and I became a housewife and she later went to do some training as a PA. So pretty, pretty normal, you know, I didn't come from a deprived background. I think I was, you know, fairly lucky really. Great, okay. Um, so yeah, so. Good stuff. Yeah, so no, it's nothing like unusual about childhood. Or anything like no, that. it wasn't anything like that. <laughs> right, no. okay, no. great stuff. And, and I'm intrigued, what's the, who is the most influential person, would you say, you were growing yeah, up? Yeah, that's it? a really interesting question. I, I guess my parents probably, um, I mean, my dad was a GP who worked really hard, so he wasn't around that much. My mum kind of brought me up. Um, but dad was around, you know, weekends and things. And um, I guess both of them had, had a pretty big impact on me. And I, when you asked this question originally, I thought um, one of my hobbies when I was young was magic. Wow, okay. And so Paul Daniels Hence was property very- magic. Well, Holmes Property Magic, yeah. yeah. So Paul Daniels was very big at the time. So he was he was really inspirational. And that kind of encouraged me to get into magic. And that then led on to, I guess, doing what I do now. I speak and, and teach other people and I probably wouldn't be as good at that or maybe not enjoy it as much if I hadn't had built my confidence through doing magic. So right, okay. all these things are stepping stones yeah, that absolutely. lead to, to where you get to eventually. So that's gave you like, the confidence, the courage to, to yeah, do what you yeah. do now. I used to be terrified, speaking mm -hmm. of it, as most people are. Yeah, but yeah. you know, I kind of quite like the showmanship of it and uh, now I absolutely love it. So you developed that from, a, from an early age, would you say? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Ah, great stuff. Any, any fears growing up as a child, would you say? No, I don't think so. I think when you were a child, you're, you're kind of, I think maybe it's different now, but so when I was a child, it was a few years ago now, it's, it's kind of, <laughs> It's kind of, um, there's a blissful ignorance about what happens in the world. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't have any major concerns really. Right. Um, there was one thing, if, if I'm really honest, I'm very open about this, yeah. is that you know, I, I've got very short eyesight yeah. and when I was, I was quite small when I was at my age. And so I guess one fear, well not fear, but a concern that, that I only really realized when I looked back, because I've done a lot of personal development. Yeah. And I have a memory of when I was probably about seven or eight, 
standing on the side of the touchline at my school, being picked for a football team. And because I was such bad eyes, I was pretty crap at football. Yeah, I'd always too. be one of the last people to be picked. Yeah. And you kind of think, oh, don't, 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 please don't be last. There's going to be someone who's, who's worse than me. <laughs> yeah. And and so maybe that fear of being picked has kind of shaped me a little bit. Right. Okay. Um, and so maybe in a good and a bad way. Yeah. So I think that's probably the only fear. But it was a very deep thing. We have yeah. a lot of deep-seated things that we're not conscious of, but yeah. have an impact on on what we do in our lives. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And what would you say, I mean, as a child, when you was playing football, how old was you back then? Uh, eight, nine when I started right. then. Yeah. And how, how young would you say was the early signs of, of entrepreneurship for you when you get into business? And Well, I, I think I've always been quite entrepreneurial. I always wanted to make a bit of extra money, pocket money and yeah. things like that. Yeah. So I, I kind of had a few jobs. And I guess the, the, the main one, the most significant one, was when I took my hobby, my passion of magic, and started being paid to do shows. And I was doing that about age 13, 14. And um, <clears throat> it's probably before my friends were just starting to work in kind of news agents and things. They might yeah. get paid like 15 pounds for a whole Saturday working. And I'd go and do a 40 minute show one Saturday afternoon and I'd get paid 20 quid. So okay. I'd get a much higher rate. And that's when I learned about, again, looking back, sometimes you don't release these things at the time. Yeah. Learned about, you know, if you have specialist knowledge and yep. skills, you get paid more than the average person. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. So, if imagine me and you are friends at school, yeah. okay, both the same age, best yeah. friends, would I bet on you being the person you are today? Um, probably not, because I wouldn't have thought I'd be the person I am today. Right, okay. Um, Any reason why specifically? Uh, I'm entrepreneurial, but I think if I look, at, you know, I'm, by the way, I've made loads of mistakes, I've been quite successful as well. Yeah. But, and I think I've still got a lot more to do and I've got a lot of ambition where I want to go. Um, but if I look at some of the things I've achieved, I didn't think I'd be an author of a book. A lot of things I've done, yeah. I never would have dreamed that I would do. It just didn't occur to me. So would a friend have guessed that? Maybe not. I think they probably thought I'd have my own business, maybe. Right, okay. And did you deep down know that maybe you was going to go on an entrepreneurial route and become successful? Um, I, I guess, you know, I say, once yeah. I have my own business, maybe. Yeah, I wasn't, I was very much led down the, the go to school, go to university, get a good job kind of route. Um, so that's kind of the path I followed, but deep down I was kind of a, a, um, a desire to have my own business. Okay, okay, great stuff. And do you see any of your friends, close friends still, or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I've got a few, uh, few friends from school, a few from uni. Um, I, my parents, we come from the south of England, we yep. in Kent, and my parents retired when I went to university. Right. So whereas a lot of my friends might go home back to Kent okay. at Christmas and stuff, I didn't do that yep. because I went to South of France instead, which yeah. is quite cool, <laughs> nice, nice, which yeah. is okay. But, um, but so I kind of lost touch with a few people. But yeah, I guess things like Facebook now, yeah. you're kind of in touch with. Great. More people than you would be otherwise. And you mentioned uni. So yes. what, what did you study at uni? And I went to university and I did a four-year combined honours degree in Birmingham University. Okay. I did manufacturing, engineering and business studies. Wow. And the only reason I did that was because I really wanted to do business studies, okay. but I wasn't smart enough to do business studies. Right, okay. Uh, well, theoretically, you have to get good A-level results and I didn't quite get what I wanted. Yeah. So I went the engineering route and they were keen to get people into engineering. So I kind of got into a lot of the business through the back door, if you like. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I always kind of think of the situation where a lot of students these days get taught to, um, it's a norm to go into university mm. and take out debt, yep. but not taught to be financially independent, which absolutely, is yes. kind of a messed up system yeah. in my point of view. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I'm just wondering, and what's your thoughts on people going to university and getting their degree and they want to become successful, would you say that they would have to necessarily take that route? 
Uh, no, I don't think you have to go to university. Yeah. Um, I think um, there, are, there are several things about university. I think going to university, moving away from home, um, living with other people, I think that kind of develops you in a way that it doesn't happen if you just stay at home. So I think certain you, a certain rounding of your personality maybe a bit more independence than if you're at home. But as, as far as the actual studies concerned, unless I think you want to go into something like medicine or you want to be an architect or uh, a lawyer where yeah. you need a very specific yeah. degree, I think a lot of people just go to university because, well, it's the thing they do. They're going to get a random degree. They don't really want to use that degree. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, someone who goes to university, it might show a certain capacity for learning, yep. etc. But you know what? There are so many graduates who come out who don't have jobs. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to employ someone right now, you can get someone in an admin job who's mm-hmm. a graduate because there are so many graduates around and available. Yep. So I think it, it's dangerous if someone goes just because they want to go to university and they don't really know what they want to do and they think, oh, I'll get a degree because I need to get a degree. Well, I don't think you need to. Yeah. If someone is entrepreneurial, they can start up their own business. Exactly, yeah. You know, why not start your own business up? And, and a lot of people do um, training programs in businesses that they're not graduates, um, but they progress through the business just as quick if they're smart. So I don't think you need to go to university, but I think education is really important. It can help, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so, so one of the things entrepreneur is find out kind of what separates us because successful from the unsuccessful. <clears throat> yes. And I'm intrigued to all the people I'm going to be interviewing is kind of find out what it is they do differently compared to the people who aren't succeeding or who want yeah. to succeed. So I'm really intrigued. What can you explain? What your morning routine is? Yeah, I have a very fixed routine. Okay, great. so get up in the morning, normally about six o'clock. Yeah, um, I have uh, water because you're dehydrated when you get up. Yeah, um, I have hot wa- hot lemon and water as well. Mm. Um, Any I reason do, for the lemon? Yeah, it's about alkalizing your body. Okay, great. Um, which is, I won't go into that's a long <laughs> thing. I'm, I'm trying to get more into health at the moment, and yeah. alkalizing your body is a really good thing to do. So, yeah. uh, even though lemons are acidic, they yeah. burn as alkaline your body. So. Okay. I do that, and then I do some yoga, uh, not not a lot, just 15 minutes or so, well, just to stretch out, okay. and I do uh, some meditation, okay. and I sometimes do a bit of exercise, not every morning, okay. but most mornings. Great stuff. In regards to the, the meditation, what kind of things do you just sit in silence, or? Uh, I sit in silence, I'm, I've got certain things I'm thinking about, so I try and clear my mind, which is really hard to do, yeah. uh, and it takes practice, and yeah. I think yoga is one of those things, you, uh, meditation, you kind of, you find what's right for you. I don't think there's anyone, you must do it this way. Yeah. I've tried a few different things, you find out what works for you, yeah. and what's comfortable. Yeah. Uh, what, I've, what I've also tried to do is make it a habit. You know, if, you, if it's, oh, I've got to do my meditation, that's not the right sentiment behind it. It's something I now do, and, and I'm working with one of my coaches to put habits like this in place, mm. so that it, it becomes part of who you are. Okay. And the guy, um, he just said something about um, basically it's hard to clear your head. And, yes. And I find that with myself, it's very hard to clear my head. Where yeah. if I'm in the shower, I'm lying in bed trying to get to sleep, something will pop in my in my head, yeah. and I'll have to write it down or something. An idea. Do you, do you, do you think that's a common yeah, thing? Yeah, that's great. If you if you can't sleep, by the way, great yeah. idea to go and write stuff down that's on your mind. Get it out of your head, yeah. and then you'll often sleep much better. So great. yeah, I'm always coming up with ideas. Oh, great stuff. And and with regards to your health, and you said you touched on that, you're trying to improve that. Do you yeah. work out regularly? Do you train? Um, I I walk because I don't drive. Okay. I walk everywhere. Okay. So I t- I. I tend to get, I try and get to 10,000 steps in a day, which is pretty wow. good yeah, for yeah, your heart, absolutely. you know, yep. that's the recommended amount. Yep. Um, I, I like to swim, yep. so I swim, my favorite sport is skiing. I've just come back from a long weekend skiing. Fantastic. Some friends, so I try to go two, three times a year. Amazing. Um, and I, in the summer I cycle a bit as well. Great. So I go to the gym occasionally, I actually did go this morning, but it's not a very regular thing. Yep. And, and eating healthy is a part with the, with yeah, the workout. Yeah, I have so. an 80-20 principle. Right, you know, okay. I, I, 
I like chocolate. Yeah. Uh, I, I like alcohol. Yeah. So I'm not going to say I'm never going to have them again. Right. Uh, but I, I had a dry January, and at the end of January, I thought oh, I'm just going to continue this, and it all worked until I went skiing. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. um, but you know what? I think it's you don't beat yourself up about trying yeah. to be good. It's if you it's about decisions, yes. conscious decisions. And if most of the time you're picking the healthy option, mm-hmm. occasionally you can have whatever you want. Great stuff. Fantastic. And skiing. Is that a hobby of yours? Uh, so I've going? been doing it a long time. I was, you know, I was fortunate enough to start when I was about ten. I went with my parents for a number of years, yep. and then when I, t- I did do it at university for a while, okay. and um, I was supposed to go to university, and I, I fell and, and broke one of the bones in my foot. Not very handy for skiing, right. <laughs> so I had to cancel that one. And then for various reasons, I didn't go. I had girlfriends who weren't into skiing, and it was only about twelve years ago that there was an opportunity. I went skiing and, and just got back into it massively. So I go a lot now. Right, great stuff. I love it. Great. I've never been. I need. I need to go. Oh, you, Alice, you definitely go. I, I need to. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'm scared I'm, I'm of breaking fi- a bone. I'm. Oh, that can happen. <laughs> yeah. It can happen. Yeah. But you're you're pretty unlucky if that happens these days. Great stuff. You know? And I'm thinking about um, in the next season hiring a chalet for the whole season. Wow. And then living out there and popping back to the UK when I need to. So uh, I'll put you on the list. Yeah, please do. That's phenomenal. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, is there anything else you do to unwind? I mean, having successful businesses and having a yeah, lot of staff. Yeah. So um, I I like watching films. I love watching films. Okay. Uh, that's great. What's and film? Uh, my favourite film, um, Monty Python: The Life of Brian. Right. Okay. Which is a, a very <laughs> that's interesting. Very like clever film. <laughs> right. Uh, I like uh, you know first Star Wars is amazing as well and mm-hmm. Shawshank Redemption. Uh, yes. Loads of great classic. Yeah. Um, so films is one, and also I actually quite like cooking. Okay. I like eating. I like cooking. Right. And I think it's much better to cook fresh rather than eat prepared food. Yep. And um, that kind of helps me unwind and relax. Okay. And what kind of food do you cook? Is it? Um, I'm a meat eater. Right. Okay. So I do a pretty amazing roast chicken. Nice. Do a nice lasagna. Very nice. Heaters. Wow. Uh, a bit of fish. I like um, it. I do like salads as well, but uh, mainly meat. Right. Well, I'm cutting down the amount of meat I eat though. Oh, yeah. I'm not the best of cooks at all. So, You're not. No, I'm not. You need to teach some lessons sometimes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, what's interesting? I've been studying entrepreneurship <clears> for a while and businesses um, yeah. over the years, and something that always comes up in in the kind of um, topic of what I'm um, researching is that a lot of successful millionaire entrepreneurs always are very selective about their peer group and who they surround themselves with. I mean, do you think that's a, a crucial factor in becoming successful? Yeah, it's really important. Right. Yeah. Good. So, for example. Um, I went skiing say last weekend with three other friends, yeah. and I've been skiing quite a long time. But I would say they're all better skiers than me, and so by putting myself in a environment where I'm not the best and I'm kind of pulled up, mm. so I'm rushing to keep up with them. And they're very good; they they wait and stuff. But yeah. you know, um, you know, we're doing some deep powder stuff, yeah. bit steep powder snow, and I wouldn't have done that five years ago. So by putting in a group where I'm stretched and pulled, yeah. I get better. Um, yeah. So I, so that. first of all, you should always put yourself in a group that's going to stretch and pull you. Yep. And also the more successful you get, you'll find there are less people around you, family and friends, who you can talk to about what you're doing because they, they don't get it, they're not right, there. Okay. There's nothing wrong with them and you love them, but yep. they're just not the right people. As in mindset level. Mindset, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so I, I specifically look for groups to go and join. Uh, we meet up with people and, and probably the, the most lavish one I did was when I went to Necker Island wow. uh, with a group of entrepreneurs. and, and it was it was a week away. It was a yep. business trip, obviously, because the business paid yep. for it. But it, and it was stretching mindset. You know, there, there wasn't so much new content per se, but just hanging around some ultra successful people and wow. seeing what they do. And, and that's why I started meditating. Wow! Out of all of them, probably about ninety percent meditate. I thought, you know what? If it works for them, why don't I do it myself? 
That's amazing. And just for the, for the viewers, if um, no one knows, but actually Necker Island is owned by Richard Branson. Yeah, it's Richard right? Branson. Where's where he lives? Yeah. Wow, amazing. Did you get? So he was there for the whole week. Wow. Yeah. He when you go to Necker Island, there's no guarantee he'll be there. Yeah. You can go and and stay there. Um, but the group I went with has been for seven years. He knows them really well, and um, they we contributed extra money to Virgin Unite, which is a charity. So he's there for that for that trip. And he, he says he will be here for at least a couple of dinners. Wow. It just so happened his wife was away that week. So he was there for every breakfast, every lunch and every dinner. Oh, that is so awesome. So great. That is amazing. Yeah. And that is definitely raising standards, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so with regards to um, personal development, I mean, of raising your kind of, um, stretching yourself in your comfort zone, mm, which is a yeah. great personal development technique. Could you name like three techniques that you use or you've used over the years yeah, that really definitely. kind of help well, you to there, so, there were so many. Um, let me try and get to some of them. First yep. of all, I think one that I learned about, I thought, well, sure, that can't work, but it does. Yep. It's just writing down your goals. Yep. So kind of getting clear on what you actually want to achieve mm -hmm. and writing it down. Mm -hmm. um, and I think not doing it on a computer or a, a notebook, but writing with pen on paper, some mm. magic happens yep. when you do that. Why do you think that? Is it subconscious? I, I think it's about, it. because it, you've written all your life, I think it just goes into, you, yeah. you have to think about, rather than just tapping keys, you're just thinking about it a bit more, because yeah. you're, you're not just thinking about the word, you're thinking about writing it as yeah. well. I don't know, maybe, okay. maybe that's why it is. And would you write that in, in present tense, past tense? How would you write that? That's very interesting. Okay. So um, so normal goals, uh, you might say, I want to have this, I want to have that. Yep. So you're saying, this is what I want to have. The challenge with saying what you want to have is it suggests actually there's a lack because then, well, you don't have it now. Right, okay. So I've started doing something called future, uh, future vision, yep. where you actually write yourself a letter. You imagine it's the end of the year. Um, so 31st of December, and you write a letter and saying how grateful you are for all the incredible things that have already happened in your life. It's amazing. And it's so it, it's the same way as writing what you want, but it's just writing past tense. And your subconscious doesn't know the difference between what's right and wrong. Yes. So you can put stuff into your mind and it will believe it, whether it's right or good so, or negative. So whatever you give it, it accepts facts. Yes, right, exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, and if you do that, combined with the next strategy, which is visualization, so you actually see it happening to you, you imagine it's there, you, you feel it, it's great. Wow. And that's the third thing as well. Uh, very often we, as human nature, we worry about things. You know, I worry about things. I, I worry about we things. all have yeah. problems and challenges. Yeah. And um, so what happens is we, we worry about things and and sometimes those things never happen. And so uh, one of my friends, a guy called Richard Wilkins, uh, who I think you've seen speak yep, before, yep, absolutely. He, he's got a great saying, he says, well, rather than worry about the bad things, why not look forward to the good things? Yeah. So if you book a holiday or something, you know, start imagining right now what it's like and feeling, experience, and get happy because you had a great holiday. Yeah. You might not have a great holiday, but hopefully you will. So yeah. why not imagine it's good? So you, you, you feel how great it would be if all the things work for you. Like um, it's a way of thinking about it's living life with a positive expectation yeah that I things are like gonna that. go your way rather than what yeah. most people think is oh what's gonna happen they're gonna have all these problems that's interesting there's a quote by um, Tony Robbins I know you you're a big fan of Tony Robbins yes indeed yeah. um, stop thinking of all the things that can go wrong and start thinking of all the things that go right and yeah. that outlook and shift in mindset has had phenomenal results for me absolutely um, as well as other other people and I, I guess linked to that so if I can have a fourth one yeah and that's <laughs> come from Tony Robbins which is the importance of gratitude yeah. So being thankful for all the things we do have in our lives, because we all have things go wrong, we all have challenges, mm -hmm. and in fact, I think the more successful you get, you, the bigger your problems get. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have to deal yeah. with bigger things, right? Mm -hmm. But actually having gratitude and sitting down is one of the things I do in the morning. Yep. I have a little notebook and think, what am I grateful for? Yeah. And if, you, you know, if, you're, if you're ever depressed or you're feeling down, the way to pull yourself out of that is start thinking about all the blessings you have. Wow. 
That's powerful. Because we all we all have we all have great yeah, things in our lives. That's really powerful. Yeah. yeah. And how do you show gratitude? Would you say it to yourself? How would you say it to yourself? You just write, write it. You write sit it there. You think it. I think it's feeling it's important because you you go in a different vibration if you actually have that positive feeling. You know. And it could be small things. It could be look, thanks for the the amazing sunrise we had this morning because the the natural beauty. Thanks yeah. that I can actually see the sunrise yeah. and and thanks that I'm here this morning and I'm alive and wow, I'm breathing. Okay. You know. So, so it doesn't have to be materialistic do, things. Doesn't have to be right. thanks for the big house I'm sitting in. Yeah. It, it could be just little tiny little things. Of course. Okay, you know. great stuff, fantastic. So, I want to talk a bit about my business now. Okay. And uh, my first question to you probably is, is about how did you create or build such a phenomenal brand and company and family like the Property Investors Network? So, um, it kind of happened a little bit by accident, if I'm honest. Okay. Um, so, uh, again, through Tony Robbins, I started attending Tony Robbins events. I went to uh, his Big event, we walk on fire, punish the power yeah, within in yeah. the year 2000. It's amazing, I've been myself. Great, yeah, really, really good. good. And that really shifted the way I would think about life, really, and everything. And I realised that actually we are responsible for everything that happens in our life, yeah. good and bad. It's all it's all down to us. Yeah. And um, I kind of thought this is great. And he talks about getting into the environment. He says, you know, if you want to be someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger, world class bodybuilder. Uh, it was at the time, um, you can't just go to the gym once. Yeah. You need to keep going back to the gym. Yeah. And if you want mindset, you need to keep on putting yourself in the right environment. You've got to keep on mixing with the right kind of people. And um, at the time, I had finished work. I'd, I was working at Cadbury's, so I went after I'd finished university. And uh, I was there for five and a half, six years. I pretty much replaced my income, so I left my full-time job, and that was a big decision to make. Okay. And so how, to how did that. you replace your income? Sorry. Uh, for my property. Right, okay. For my property so you income investing before? Yes, I bought my first house in 95, right. and I rented out some of the rooms to my friends who were still at uni. Yeah. That paid the mortgage, and then 98 bought another one, started to speed up, bought a few more. Right. And I, I pretty much, in the year 2000, earned more than I did from my full-time job at Cadbury's, mm -hmm. part-time doing property. And so, in 2001, I left, and I wasn't quite passive, because I was flipping properties and things, it took me a couple of years, but by the time I got to 2003, I completely replaced my wow. previous income from Cabbage. And it was, just to put it into context, it was about £27,000 at that time okay. um, that I was earning. Still Which was a reasonable, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm talking about you know, 2001, so it's quite a few years ago. Yeah. So it was a reasonable salary at the time. Yeah. Um, and at the time, I was going to uh, business networking meetings. So I met a great solicitor, I met a great accountant, mortgage broker, all the things I needed for my property business. Yeah. But none of them really had much property. Okay. And I thought I wanted to meet more people because you know none of my family were really investing, none of my friends were investing, and it felt quite lonely. You're right. Okay. So I thought, well, maybe I could get a group together um, who can sit around and talk about property. So I decided to start a meeting. Just did it in my flat at first. I was living at the time. Got some friends around, and more people came. So we went to a local hotel, and that was the start of the Property Investors Network. Wow. So I didn't have, I didn't have the vision to create what it is now. Yep. Um, what would happen is people would come and they'd, they'd learn and I realised that I actually quite enjoy teaching about property and then I realised people would pay me for it, even better. Yeah. And then um, um, people would come and say, well this is great Simon, but um, you know, this is really good, but I don't really want to travel all the way to Birmingham to do it. Mm -hmm. Can I start a meeting in Manchester or Oxford or whatever? Yeah. So people who'd done some training with me, done quite well, said, yeah, okay, you can do that. And I'd generally go along and, and, ho and, and be the speaker and they'd okay. kind of host it. Um, and then it got to the point where there were too many meetings I was going to. So I thought, I need to, to grow this, I need to get other people involved. So more people wanted to become hosts of the meetings, okay. and we got speakers to go along and speak, and this kind of thing just started to grow. 
Um, And we we got to about eight or nine meetings. I had someone else working in the business with me. He said, look, I said, right, and I wanna have 40 meetings now. So you can't do 40 meetings, and he was right. We couldn't do 40 meetings the way we were doing it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes in business, what, what works for a while may not be able to take to the next stage. Yeah, okay. So you sometimes need to adapt what you're doing. Like a pivot. Yeah, and, yeah. and make a change. Okay. We made a change, we invested in some better systems, and then we grew the meeting to 40, and then now there are 50 meetings around the country. Wow, absolutely amazing. And, and back then when you first started, did you ever envision that it would become so successful? No, okay. not really. I, I didn't think it would be anything other than just a meeting in yeah. Birmingham. And, and other things started to play as, as soon as it progressed, yeah. new ideas started to come in and course, you started to yeah. replace it. Yeah, that's wow. right. And was it, I mean, you mentioned a Tony Robbins that you kind of thought of, of the idea, so to speak. Yes. But was there a turning point, for example, like I have to succeed? Because if for those who don't know, I'm, I'm a student of the Property Investor Network and I've changed my life. Um, but I can specifically tell myself, right, Alex, this is it. I have to succeed yeah. now um, and kind of to suck it up and... and well, I think go. I think there was, if I'm right, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Alex, yeah. but there was a time, I mean, you came and did some training with us and, yeah. and you got a great value from that and you thought, actually, I could go and do this on my own, but actually I know if I committed and yes. and, and got in the right environment and had support, I'd get there much quicker, which is what yeah. you did and obviously it worked for you. Yes, yeah? absolutely. And I know it was a big financial commitment for you at the time, so yeah. you kind of you kind of put some of your life savings into it mm-hmm. and so you had to make it work. Yeah. Whereas I, I, I didn't really have a turning point as such like that because I'd already left work because the income from yeah. my property and it was just kind of what I was doing. And if anything, I maybe, I probably didn't grow it as fast as I could have done. Okay. Partly because I didn't need to. I, I was making my money from my property and I was kind of doing it because I enjoyed doing it. And it was a, it was a bit like a lifestyle business at first. Okay. Um, so, so I probably, if, if I had, if I'd quit a job and I had to make it work, I probably would have done it bigger and faster. And by when you say lifestyle choice, you mean you enjoyed it and it was just something I enjoyed you enjoyed it. it. It didn't make a huge amount of money at first, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. I was just doing it because I wanted to do it and I wanted to be around other people who were like-minded. Wow, okay. So sometimes people don't always do things for money. There are lots yeah. of other oh, reasons absolutely. why they do things. Definitely, absolutely. And I mean, with, with, with launching the business and growing it, what would you say is the hardest thing that you've experienced about building such a brand well, and a company? Well, as you get bigger, mm-hmm. um, there are more pulls and requirements on your time, and managing your time has got to be one of the biggest challenges most entrepreneurs face, I believe. Yeah. Um, and the secret to that, obviously, is leverage. It's bringing other people in, mm-hmm. but that brings a whole host of extra problems. You know, mm-hmm. you've got to manage people, you've got to pay them, and, and, and a big mistake I see many people make in a business is they're trying to do everything themselves and some things they're really good at and some things they're just not very good at and they should get someone else to do it. Right, okay. And this day and age with virtual assistants and things, you mm-hmm. know, it, I do think now is now is a golden age. For somebody who's starting a business now, I think there's so much more opportunity yes. because you've got the internet, you've got access to the whole world, you've yeah. got cheaper resources, you've got ways of spreading your message. You know, when I started, there, there wasn't Facebook. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And I, and I, I, speak, I speak to these people all the time with, for example, Henry Ford and Edison, and yeah. they had to do a business deal. They had to horse and carriage, send yeah, letters that's right. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And now Pigeon, just, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And now you can just send basically a text or... Yeah, I was, or I was on a Skype this morning to someone who's sitting in Greece. He was sitting in Athens, I was in Birmingham, we are chatting away, just like in the same room. Incredible. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So what would you say is the best thing that you've experienced in business, and what do you enjoy about it? I think one of the best things for any business owner is the freedom you have. Okay. You know, um, y- you choose how you control your your day. 
if you're in a job, you have to be there a certain time, you leave there a certain time, and that's it. You're kind of constrained, whereas you have complete flexibility when you have your own business. Mm. So, for example, I, I went away um, just for a few days, and I went on the Thursday night, I was off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, back Monday lunchtime. I didn't, I didn't have to go Friday night, be back Sunday night. You know, you just do what you want. Wow, that's that, yeah, that's amazing. You travel quite a lot, don't you? I, I love travel, so yeah. I do lots of travel, yes. Great, great stuff, so I would agree having your own business is absolutely about freedom for me. Yeah. I have to agree with that. Um, so what would you say is probably, in your personal experience, is one of the toughest things you've been through um, specifically? Can you think of an experience where you've gone through and you're, this is yeah, really I've, hard? Yeah, I've had, I've had all sorts of things. I've had lots of challenges. I've had, you know, where you've had to maybe someone's not performing in the team, you've got to get rid of someone, which mm -hmm. is really difficult to do because I you know, like yeah. to you have this kind of nice family feeling and yeah. environment. So yeah. getting rid of someone's really difficult. And how many employees do you have? I have at the moment, well, I've got about 12 in the main business. Wow. Uh, I've got four in crowd property. I've got, through all the hosts, we've got 50 hosts. We've had, it's more like 60 because it, some of them are, are couples, yep. partners. And then I've got about 25 coaches as well. They're not they're all employees, some of them are partners yep. and work with us. But, so there's a lot of people that I could interact with and the, and the challenge is you know, having the time to do all of that. So you've got to delegate, you've got to get other people to help you. Right, okay, fantastic. And with regards to, I know you talked about increasing um, the, the, the meetings to 40 to 50 and yep. expanding it. I mean, as an entrepreneur, that can be quite difficult to kind of pivot, to change something, yes, yep. because you're so focused on what you want to do for your own business. Yes. How does an entrepreneur overcome that? How does an entrepreneur grow the business? Who do they? I think, I think um, a couple of things. I think, first of all, um, not reinventing the wheel is quite a smart thing. Okay. You know, there, there's probably someone who's done what you want to do before. Yeah. So go and seek them out. Yeah. And at this day and age, you can find people on LinkedIn and Facebook and stuff. So yeah. go and find someone. And you know, whenever I want to do something different, I'm a great believer in investing in myself. So I will go and I'll find the best person I can and I'll pay them to teach me. They might have a course or training, it might be one-on-one -on -one mentoring, whatever it might be, and I will go and find the resource. When you're first starting out, sometimes people can't do that because they don't have the budget. Yeah. But actually, do you want to take years and years to learn how to do something or do you want to learn how to do it in months? And actually, our most valuable asset that people don't get is time. Yeah. And so you've really got to value your time. I think that's a mistake many people make when they're starting a business. They, they don't value their time. They're doing lots of things they really shouldn't be doing. Right, okay. And would you say, is that another reason why other people fail? Or would you say, is that the only reason? Uh, that's not the only reason, but it's definitely one reason that they're too busy, they're not doing the right stuff. I mean, I, uh, I don't claim to be perfect at this, but I'm always trying to think, what's the highest value activity I can focus on and everything else delegate to someone else? Right, great stuff. In, in property, you know, we're, yeah. we're property investors. I see many people, they'll, because they want to save money, let's say you do a refurb, they'll do stuff themselves in the property. Yeah. And the, so I've done this yeah. in the past. I, I bought a house in 2000, I renovated it. Uh, I, these hands aren't very good at that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I can paint, right? Yeah. So I was painting the house. Yeah. I spent e and I was still working full time. So yeah. I spent evenings and weekends painting this house. And I probably saved myself about 500 quid instead of getting a, a decorator right. to do it. But if I think about all the time I spent doing that, if I'd spent that time getting out finding the next deal, I could have made 10,000 pounds, which is what I made on that deal, rather than save myself 500. So sometimes wow. people are so thinking about what they're saving, yes. they're not thinking about what it's costing them to do that. Mm, that's that interesting, actually. Yeah, I think I think me, I, I think that's something I need to learn as well, actually, is actually focus my time on, on doing things that are probably gonna progress my business forward a bit more, yeah. and kind of let go 
yeah. certain things. And it is hard to let go because yeah. as entrepreneurs, sometimes we're control freaks. We, yeah. want, we want to control everything ourselves. <laughs> and, and you can do that, but you're not going to be able to grow if you do. It's going to stall the way you grow. Okay. Um, so when do you decide to focus on a specific specific thing? Where, where do you kind of put your focus when so, your business um, is going along? If I'm honest, it's probably when, I, when it's urgent, okay. right? which is not the best way to okay. do it. But yeah. if you're lots going on, you know, you're juggling things, something like, okay, what's the most urgent thing? Mm-hmm. And that's not the best thing you should do. Maybe you should focus on the most important things. Mm-hmm. The thing's going to move forward. And one of my coaches I'm working with at the moment is really working with me to get time to block out in my diary that I'm just focusing on the really important things. Because if you, if you go into work, you don't have a plan okay. what you're going to do. Your day will just taken over by emails and other distractions yeah. and things. Um, so planning in really focused time yep. where you can focus on a particular task and you just do that you turn it off your phone turn off all your email alerts yep. focus time and I found that really helps you move forward great stuff and the regards to your own business where do you focus your time specifically um, so in my business yep. um, I, I love speaking so yep. getting out and speaking is one of the things I do I love creating content um, I do a lot of the marketing because I like the creative side of that so those are the areas I genuinely spend most of my time in Great stuff, fantastic. And, and business can be troublesome, I'm yeah. sure you know, and it's yep. obviously, it's not always ups, there's always no, some downs as well. Yeah. Um, how would you say you mentally lift yourself out of the tough times when things go wrong? Uh, we all have bad days, when, oh, so I don't wanna do this anymore, yeah. and that kind of yeah, happens. Yeah. And then I think, um, I think, why am I doing it? You know, I might ask myself, why am I doing this? Yeah. But then yeah. just thinking back and kind of thinking, well, you know, what am I trying to achieve? Does this meet my, my, my aspirations, does it mean my values? Do I get fulfilled by this? And if the answer is no to those questions, well maybe you should, shouldn't be doing what you're yeah. doing. Because sometimes people do a business for all sorts of wrong reasons. Yeah. But if you are in line with your values, if, you're, if you are getting, you know, recognize there are always ups and downs. Yeah. Yeah. There's gonna be polarity and everything. So it's not gonna be great all the time, but you just wanna make sure the results you are getting far outweigh the, the down times you have. Okay. Um, and then, Things like I mentioned earlier, gratitude. Yep. So stopping and thinking, actually, what have I got to be thankful for? And sometimes yep. when you're down, that can be really like a piece of paper and a pen, and you think, oh, what have I got to do? And then you start thinking about the small things and keep going, keep going, you have this list, and it's really hard to be upset by the end of doing that list. Yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. And in regards to um, bad choices in business, yep. um, I mean, as, as the business has grown, I'm sure there's some choices that you may not have been. I've, I've so. made all sorts of mistakes. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess the point is if you make a critical mistake, you, you'll kind of lose it all, yeah. so it hasn't happened. Yeah. Um, but I've made mistakes, I've, had, I've picked wrong business partners for joint ventures, yeah. I've made some investments in business that haven't necessarily been the yes. best thing, yeah. I've wasted time and effort, yeah. um, I've allowed things to upset me, yeah. get on my nerves, you know. Um, so yeah, lots of yeah, challenges. Absolutely. And, I, and I think it's just about, you just have to, mm recognize it's not going to be easy yeah. i think sometimes people go into people are looking for the get rich quick yeah and having your own business is not a get rich quick you can make some really good money but guess what you have to put a load of work in a load of effort and you get the results once you put the effort in definitely you know you, you've got to consistently consistently do it yeah. because sometimes people they dabble they try something it doesn't work straight yeah. away oh that doesn't work i'll yeah. do something else yeah. and, and they keep on running from shiny penny to shiny penny and wonder why they don't get the results and then time goes and, and then time, time yeah. goes and you're old and then you think exactly. oh. they think, what, what the hell yeah, happened absolutely yeah um, so with regards to um, um, joining um, the Mastermind program for myself, it's been yeah. an, an amazing result. I mean, when you first saw someone become successful from investing in your teachings, how did yeah. that feel for you? How did oh, that... fantastic. Yeah. And, and it was before Mastermind. Yeah. So I used to do one and two day courses and 
So we, we train people and we always get feedback, try and make our events better. So yeah. we get a feedback form and everyone always says, oh, it's really good, love it, etc. Because we always give massive value on our training. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually what it comes down to is what people implement from the training. Yeah. And so uh, this was 2003, four, five, people do courses and they'd come back to pin meetings a couple of months later and i say, hey, how are you doing? And they say, oh, I did what you said and it worked. I get a massive buzz. That's one of the reasons I do what I do. For so it, long as well. And yeah, because yeah. it keeps you going because I just love it. Yeah. Um, but then also, I used to get frustrated when people would say, oh, oh, I've not done it yet. And it was back then when the market was absolutely booming, yeah. you could buy anything today and it would be up in value in six months time. Yes, yes. Anybody could borrow money. It was so easy and yet some still didn't do it. And that's why I realized that knowledge alone is not enough. Okay. What you need to have is support and mindset. And that's why we equated the Mastermind Program, mm-hmm. which you came on yep. in 2007, yep. because you said, well, let's teach you this stuff, but we're not just gonna run a course, we're gonna teach a course, then we're gonna go away, come back a month later, and we get them to share their key learnings. So you're not just learning from your experience from everyone else's, so you ac- accelerate your learning curve. Yep. Um, and that's but about surrounding yourself with Surround yourself yep. with other like-minded with people. people. With you as well. Exactly, and yep. people, yeah, so the people who are more successful yep. maybe. But also, but you see other people who are just like you, who are also doing it, and think, well, if they can do it, I can do it as well. So yep. it, it stimulates belief, mm-hmm. you get accelerated learning, and all of this happens in this incredible environment. Mm. And, and well, as you, as you know yourself, the results speak for themselves, yep. and people achieve amazing things. Yeah, and with regards to, you touched on belief, I mean, how important is belief? Oh, believe so successful. You, you can you can know how to do something, yeah. but if you don't believe that it's possible or don't believe you can do it, mm. you're not going to take the necessary action to it. If you think, oh well, it's not going to work out, so I might as well not do it. So belief is critical. And when people talk about mindset and they bandy yeah. around this idea, what is mindset? Yeah. For me, it's three things. Okay. It's the ABC, as I call it. So A is for attitude. Right. You've got to have this positive, can-do attitude, the positive expectation things are going to work for you. Great. The, okay. the glass is half full, it's not half empty. Okay. okay? Yeah, That's the first like thing. Yeah. B is for belief. You've got to believe what's possible and what you can actually do as well. Wow. And then C is for courage. You've got to have the confidence to step out of your comfort zone because your success lies just outside your comfort zone. It's waiting for you there. I love that. That is so good. I'm going to take that away, definitely. Feel, feel free to use it. That, that's <laughs> phenomenal. Um, so in regards to um, building the brand again, we talked about the Property Investors Network. And starting out, uh, in this day and age, there's Facebook and yep. there's Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. I mean, from a startup point of view, how would you recommend a, a young, budding entrepreneur um, would get over the anxiety of putting their brand out there, their face out there, kind of yeah. get over that fear you know, of... The idea of speaking to, I, I much prefer speaking to people live than, than yeah. speaking to cameras. Yeah. I, I'm used to it now, yeah. but it's kind of, I find it really hard because you don't have the same rapport and connection. I love yeah. connecting yeah. with people. Yeah. So, um, but you can practice. Mm-hmm. You can put a camera up in your room, you just talk to it, and, and the more you do it, the better you'll get. And the other thing is, um, what stops a lot of people is a lot of people are very self-conscious. Okay. They think, oh, what will other people think? And you know, and you know what? Um, Tony Robbins, to quote Tony Robbins again, we're yeah, both yeah, big fans yeah. of Tony. Um, he's got a saying that says, um, what other people think of you is none of your business. Yeah, that's amazing, yeah, it's true. And, and people might make a momentary judgment about you yeah. and they oh, I don't like that video. And then they're straight back to thinking about them. Because yeah. they don't care about you, I'm sorry, but they don't, yeah. people don't care about you. Yeah. They only care about themselves. Yeah. And they've got their other things going on. And the only other things, so, so yeah. you, you might think they're all thinking about you all the time. I'm sorry to disappoint you, they're not, because they're thinking about themselves. So get out of your own way 
and just put something out there. And the first time you do it, it might be all right. Next time you do it, it's gonna be better. And the more you do it, the better you get. And I first started speaking, I was okay, I wasn't great. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm a pretty good speaker now, but only because I've done it so many times and I, and, I, and that practice through experience is the best way to learn. Great, and having the mindset in thinking that, you know what, I, I may be shit now, so to speak, yeah. but you Unless get you better. start, you're always gonna be shit. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So you're, you're gonna, Everyone's gotta start somewhere. And it, it, that's it, just practice yeah. putting the work. And, and my, my thought, if you've got some value mm. to give, if, you, if you're an expert in something or you've got some experience and you get out there and share with people, yeah. You know, as long it doesn't really matter if you don't convey the message in the best way. It's the message that's important. So as long as people get it, yeah. you think, you know, that's really. Oh, I'm really glad I watched that. And the value you give. You, you've helped change someone yeah. in a tiny little way, and and it is exactly what you said, Alex. It's all about value. If you want to be successful in business, you've got to think, how can I give value to someone else? Great. And as long as you're always thinking, how can I improve the value? You're going to be successful, whatever you do. That's that's phenomenal. Oh, and let's touch on that. I don't. I can't remember where I heard this from, but. The correlation between um, the financial independence and becoming a millionaire is, is is equivalent to how much value you give to the marketplace. And Absolutely, I yeah. think that's so true. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal. Um, with regards to mentorship, so Mastermind is, is kind of a mentorship program. Yeah, um, I've been mentored, and I was one of my first mentors. Yes. Um, how important is that to success? I think, I think it's really important. So there's a difference for me between a coach and a mentor. Yep. And so if I can explain what, what my yep. understanding of that is. So a yep. coach is someone who won't actually tell you what to do. They'll ask you great questions. And a, and a coach really doesn't need to know anything about what you're doing because they're not going to tell you what to do. Mm -hmm. But they're going to guide you and support you and encourage you. Okay. Whereas a mentor is probably someone who is more experienced than you in business or in property, whatever it is, and they will, they'll use an element of coaching, mm -hmm. but they'll also tell you what you need to do. Okay. And having someone who's got that experience more so than you, you can bounce ideas off them, and they will help stretch you and grow you and point you in the right direction. So a mentor is really, but I have two mentors at the moment for business, and they're, they're different. Um, and so they, they, they help me with different things. Okay, great stuff. And would you have, I mean, you touched on going to the best person in that, for yeah. example, if you need help in one area of business, then you'd, you'd pay that person. Yeah, find the best person in that yeah. area. Because sometimes, you know, you might find someone who's very successful and they could help in lots of different ways, but are they the best person to help in that specific area? So I will look for someone who, uh, who can help me in that particular area. If you, diving down to give you an example, let's look at something like property tax. Yeah. Property tax is quite a specialist subject, but even within property tax, there are lots of different areas. So I wouldn't just go to one person, tell me property tax, depending on what specific thing, and I, I'm at quite a deep yeah. level of knowledge there, yeah. I would go to the person who's got the ex explicit experience. information yeah. and experience I need in that particular area, rather than someone else. And you're saving tons of time as well. So tons of time and money. Yeah. And, and you know, paying people for good advice, yeah is such a smart thing to do. Yeah. Because you can try and work it out yourself, make all sorts of mistakes, and actually if you if you apply the advice, you're, you've got to be careful who you get it from, but if you get it from the right person and apply that, you should more than make your money back many, many times over. Okay, great stuff. And with regards to, I mean, you've got to be very productive in, in building any business, I believe. Yeah. I mean, what would you say um, is three of your most productive key points from building a business to going across your life or, or okay. whatever it may be? So in business, I'd say leverage is okay. one of them. So look for leverage. Okay. So for example, if you have got a new product, let's say these videos you're yep. creating, Alex, to yep. give people some information and inspiration, yep. um, you come to someone like me who's 
who's got a good list. Yep. Say, Simon, I'd like to interview you because obviously you've benefited from doing training with us. Yep. So you've okay. personally experienced. Yeah. But you know, I might be prepared to send it out to my list. I might have a much bigger list than you. Okay. So I can get you more exposure and credibility you might get on your own. So that's okay. leverage. Great. So thinking about who can you link in with? What can you give someone of value to them so they want to work with you? And it's too many people have this attitude about what am I going to get out of this? Well, yeah. rather than thinking of well, I think what can I give first of all? Yeah. And then you might get something in return. I, I completely hit it nail on the head. So as part of the mastermind, I met some amazing JV partners myself, joint yeah. venture partners for those who don't know what that means. Um, and uh, one of my investors, Simon Platt, said he never looks what he can take from the JV relationship, and he's always said that what he can give exactly. to the relationship. And I believe, I mean, we've had we've got numerous properties together now, yeah. And I think that kind of mindset shift is is crucial to yes. long term success. I think it's it's quite yeah. Poignant. Goes back to the thing we said about adding value to other people. If you yeah. add value to other people, you'll make money. Yeah, simple as that. Yeah. So so that was the the first point. Um, second, you know, I think. I think focus, getting clear on what you want and just sticking to that one thing uh, rather than having a scattergun approach where people kind of, they jump from one thing to the other. They never give things a, a real chance to mm, work mm. because you know business can be hard. It does require some time and effort and sometimes people just don't put enough work in. They're not persistent enough. They give up too soon. Mm. So I, that's I'm, really important. I, in regards to I mean, focus, touch on first, is, is how do you get focused? Is, is there a time where you say, right, phone's off, I do, yeah. I'm going to nail uh, this. Specific time in the yeah. diary when that's it, I'm doing whatever long? I'm doing. Like 90 minutes? Uh, no, 30, uh, sorry, 60 minutes. 60 minutes. So fi- actually 55 minutes, then five minute rest time. Great. Uh, in fact, I'm just working on one of my coaches. So I've got 60 minute sessions in my diary. We're actually working is doing what we call a 60, 60, 30. Okay. So 60 minutes, 55 and five minute break, and then another 60 minutes, 55 and five minute break, and then half an hour completely off, doing something completely different. Oh, okay. So you get two really good hours, but you need to have some recovery time because you, the problem is you can't keep going all the time. If yeah. you keep, and this is a lesson I've learned. Yep. You know, you've got to have some downtime. You've got to have some relaxation put in yeah. there because you've yep. got to recharge the batteries. Yep. Got, you can't keep going. When you're your age, you can probably keep going. That's what yeah. I used to do. Yeah. As you get a bit older, you start getting a bit more tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. My partner says the same. She says, you need to, you need to chill out a little bit. Yeah, you should listen to her. She's yeah. very wise. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a long time to get that. <laughs> and in regards to the five minutes, you just go for a walk or have a coffee or something. Yeah, just something different. Or sit and do a little meditation, a bit right. of breathing maybe. And with regards to um, a time in the day, do you work, there's entrepreneurs who work better at night I, or in the morning? Yeah, I, I think I'm, as long as I'm not too tired, I work quite well at night. I find um, I have a real second wave of energy around five o'clock. So five to six is a really good hour for me to do some work. Okay. Uh, and then sometimes early in the morning as well. Okay. So, so it, 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 it varies. Yeah, yeah, it varies. Yeah. Okay, great stuff. And in regards to um, tasks and, and doing certain tasks on yeah. your calendar or your schedule, yeah. I mean, how do you personally prioritize those tasks? Because it's quite easy for us to go for the easiest thing first. Yeah. And and kind of. And, and I still sometimes do little. Let's tick that one off. Yeah. I sometimes do that. Yeah. Um, and that's discipline. You know, discipline is one of those things we're always learning and always trying to work on. Um, and I think part of it comes from urgency. But what do I need to do? Because I've got so much to do. What do yeah. I need to do? And I work well to deadline. So a big tip, if yeah. you're someone, I don't know if you do, Alex, but if yeah. I've got a deadline. I was sometimes, you know, I've got an article for, to write for a magazine. Yeah. I know a month ahead I'm doing it, <laughs> but probably the last couple of days before is when I sit down and actually do it. Right. And I probably write a better article then because I'm really, I'm focused on that and just that. Wow. Whereas if I, I've got a month to do it, I'll kind of dip into it. and I'd, So actually by doing things when I need to actually gets me a bit more focused. So it stimulates something to it kind does, of focus yeah. more. So a tip 
yeah. if, if anyone's like that, is to actually give yourself an artificial deadline. You say, well, okay, I know it's supposed to be next week, but I need to do it by, I'll do it by tomorrow. And then that might encourage you to get it done. I sometimes do that. Great stuff, fantastic. Um, with regards to um, good habits, now, mm. first I want to touch on your bad, what bad business habits do you have? Bad business habits, not always doing the right thing I should do. Okay. You know, sometimes getting distracted and, and there are some things that are just not a good use of my time. So I have a PA and I'm trying to get better. I am getting I am getting better. You are getting I'm better. Not, forget that Positivity. try words. Yeah, I am getting better. <laughs> yeah. at delegating to my PA and say, look, can you do that? And she's really, yeah. she's there willing and able to do stuff. Yeah. So, so that's important. Um, so I don't always, you know, although I tell other people value time, I don't always value my own time. I don't always put in the downtime I should put in because I know I should have downtime and I kind of want to push through and I yeah. find that harder to do yeah. these days. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and because I like talking to people, I can get distracted by things. Okay. So someone will call me up and you know, someone will say, hey, Alex wants you to come and do this interview. Yeah. I have to think, well, do I really want to do that or uh, is it really going to move my business forward? And I think yeah. that's a really good thing to have. Yeah. And and this probably isn't going to move my business forward, but yeah. I want to support you because you are really, I'm so pleased with what you've achieved, Alex. Yeah. And I think you're a great, um, you're a great inspiration to many people. And so I want to support you in this new venture. So that's why I'm doing this interview. Thank you. Um, probably not going to move me forward really, but yeah. I just want to congratulate you and, yeah. and thank you because you've done really well. And there's a great project you're doing here. No, thank you very much. I appreciate that. So now good habits. Um, what would you s suggest that a budding entrepreneur should yep. develop straight off the bat in developing a good habit that's going to make a massive significant difference in the business? So the rituals, things okay. you do consistently, okay. so it might be your morning routine. Um, a good habit I find is when I plan my day, so often the night before, I'll think right, what do I want to do tomorrow, what's the, the most important thing I need to do, what do mm -hmm. I need to achieve? And mm -hmm. then, What's the second most important thing, third most important, and, and then prioritize my tasks in the day. So, so managing your time, managing the tasks is a really good habit to get in place, okay? okay? okay. And that comes from planning. Yeah. Um, another really good habit is thinking. Okay. And it might sound a bit strange, yeah. but I mean, actually sitting down, and I like to think with a pen. So I've got a pad yeah. of paper, and I sit and I think, and I write stuff down and I make notes, and I don't do it on a computer, again, because I like to do it with a pen, I'm old fashioned maybe, yeah. but uh, I do use a computer by the way, <laughs> <Okay>. just <laughs> not for lots of sure. things. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but I, I just like to sit and write and just think, and I think about something and I, and I kind of think, okay, what's the good, what's the consequence of that, and thinking things through is a really good habit, because I'm kind of, I'm quite tempted, I want to do it, but I'll do it now, and I just need to slow down and just check it's the right thing to do sometimes. Mm, interesting. Um, so, if, you could have a 60 second conversation with your younger self at 18. Yeah. What's the one thing you would tell yourself to be in the manual? I'd, I'd, say I'd probably say a few things. Okay. The first thing is don't worry, it's going to be okay. Great. I like that. I really like that. Yeah. And, and then I'd say something like, um, Try and work out what you want to do and follow your passion because okay. that's really important. Too many people spend their whole lives doing something they don't want to do just because they're trying to pay the bills. Mm. So find out something you're passionate about. I'd also add the comment about look to see where you can always add value. We've mm. already talked about. You know, if you can add value to it, so don't see what you can get out of things. What can you put into things? What can you give other people? How can you increase value so that you become indispensable to them? 
Okay, yeah. I like that. It's a piece of advice. And you might have to you might have to edit this out, but I'd probably say shag more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was very That's innocent good. in my younger days. Great, great. You know, I, I, I like think it. I probably didn't take full advantage of my youth. <laughs> great, I love that. I don't know. Okay, I like it. Great. Going the outtakes. <laughs> um, so three minutes. That's, that's Tony now, Alex, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> with um, passion and um, finding your passion, how would you suggest an entrepreneur or, or someone, a close friend? Would, would find the passion because for me it's it, it wasn't property no, um, me neither yeah yeah absolutely and so how would you how does someone find the passion how I think when you you write a list down of what things you like doing so okay. what do you like to do and then think about okay well you know I like to ski mm -hmm. could I could I make money from that can I make a living with that well I could I could become a ski instructor I don't want to do that much but it's something I just like to do so <clears throat> what, do you, what are the things you love to do what's your experience um, I think to be successful in business is a combination of what your what your interests are, what your natural talents are, and then what your and what there's a demand for as well. You've got to have all three of those okay. to to kind of have a business that's going to work and make you money. Right. Okay. So by thinking about what what I enjoy, and then if you talk to someone about it, and you feel you can see it in someone's eyes when they light up about something, they're passionate about it. And if you can follow something you're passionate about, you're going to be more successful. Mm -hmm. So start with writing a list of all the things you like to do. Think of why do you like them? What does you get out of those? Talk to people about it and ask them, say, look, if, if I can't really light up, so tell me when that is. Mm. And, and you say, oh, yeah, no, I, I do like that. That kind of makes a lot of sense to me. So in regards to um, the passion, again, mm. um, yeah. I mean, if someone's passionate about, for example, I don't know, um, zips, coat zips, or, or yeah. passionate about a, a button on a, on a jacket or, or whatever it may be that's not necessarily... Monetize, uh, monetizable in the sense of becoming a, a multi-millionaire. Okay, or, or well how, how, do you, how do you know it's not going to be? So absolutely. for example, this day and age, let's say you have got a fashionation with zips. Yep. Okay, so there will be zips from all over the world, different types of zips, different types of mechanisms, and there will be other people who are interested in zips. So you could start a blog about zip okay. and why you find them passionate and pictures of them and yeah. Instagram, you take lots of pictures yeah. and, and you know, and there will be some other people who are equally interested in zips and you can create a bit of a following and then maybe you can get some sponsorship. There are people who are on Twitter, who are on Facebook and they've, they've got massive followings and um, the blogs and things and because of that they then monetize it. Mm. So maybe there's, um, <clears throat> There's a, a new zip convention they can go to and they right. become a speaker and they're not only writing about it, they speak about zips. So it's a yes. silly example, but it's a, it's yeah. a great example because it's an unusual thing. Mm. Yeah? It's interesting. So <clears throat> You're not going to be the only saddo interested in zips. <laughs> no. <laughs> There'll be some other saddos out there as well. <laughs> but with regards to, I mean, like you're touching on that, so basically you can become successful if you are passionate about zips, for example. Yeah. It's not exactly now, mainstream. That it's not exactly mainstream, but actually if you go niche, there might be not many other people mm. who are, but actually there might be people who collect zips. Yes. And you might become an aficionado about zips and yeah. things. And 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 you know, zips may not be your entire life. So there might be some other things. And, and sometimes, um, you know, if someone's in a job, yeah. right, and they think I'm gonna give up my job and I'm gonna write, start writing about zips, that's not a clever thing to do. No. But if you put the time and effort in and you build your personal brand and become the zip man or the zip woman, whatever. Yeah. And get to the point where maybe you do start to get endorsements and things. Well, maybe that eventually surpasses your your income. Yeah. So, so I, I'm all for 
people having a bit of common sense about this. Mm -hmm. You know, not giving up a really good job to follow. Oh, I'm going to be the next zip expert. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, okay. and I'm not saying it's not possible. So it's like calculated risk, then. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, okay. like like people in property, they say, oh, "I'm going to give up my job and, and just do." It. I say, "No, don't do that." Okay. I say, "Keep the job." because you're more mortgageable, you've got all your bases covered, and spend your spare time. If you're really that passionate about it, you will find that the motivation, the time, in your evenings and weekends, to put in the effort you need to get the results, to get the income, to then eventually replace your job. Wow, great, it's a great strategy. And the to, I mean, calculated risk, is there a way you take calculated risk? Do you weigh out the pros, the cons? I do, I'm much better at it now. Um, I used to be very much kind of wanting to help other people and say yes to things too easily. Yeah. And, and you know what, a real success tip is learning to say no. You can't do everything. Interesting. And it's not, someone said, I can't remember who it was, it's not the number of things you say yes to, it's yeah. the number of things you say no to yeah. that dictates your success. I think what Warren Buffett said, what separates the successful from the unsuccessful is that the successful say no to almost everything. Yeah, and it may well have been, that's the kind of thing Warren Buffett would say. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he should know, because yeah. he's pretty successful, yeah, he's right? Yeah, pretty, pretty successful, <laughs> yeah. definitely. So, I mean, coming on to success again, is do you think there's a formula to success? Do you think there's a specific formula? Or? I, don't, I don't know, I think, I do believe that we create our own success. We create our own luck by the choices we make. And sometimes we say, oh yeah, but this has happened to me. Well, things happen to you, mm -hmm. but you can choose how you react to that, the meaning you give to that. And so I think everyone has the capacity to be successful. But again, what do you mean by success? Yeah, well, absolutely. Success not is not just finance. You might have someone who, a successful person might be someone who is um, successfully raises two kids because mm -hmm. that's all they want to do. They want to raise two kids and the kids turn out normal and they go and contribute to society. Well, that's a success, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So it's, and I think sometimes, sometimes people put too much emphasis on success being about money. Mm -hmm. Well, True. that's an indication of success. Yep. But if you say success is maybe about being happy and fulfilled, there are lots of people that make lots of money and they, they might have an excellent job, get really good, or might have their own business, and they get really well paid, but they hate what they do. Yeah. So are they successful? Well, mm. no, I'd say. Yeah. So I think success is about money is an indicator of it, but that's definitely the only thing. I think it's about being being happy and content with the way you are. That's, to me, success. I like that, it's great. And in regards to um, being a multimillionaire and, and success, I know it's financial terms, but a lot of concepts, for example, people play the lottery and they have this kind of vision of themselves jumping in their sofas and watching the numbers come out. I mean, when building a business and yeah. you realized Oh my God! Look, I'm I'm a, I'm a multimillionaire. How, how, did that make you feel any different? What kind of feeling did you get? Um, it does make you feel different. Okay. Yeah. Um, you don't worry. I mean, I, I've I have my own problems, mm -hmm. but I don't worry about small things. If I go out and have a meal, I don't even have to worry about it. Great. You know, I don't I don't I'm not looking at the many thing. Oh, what's the cheapest thing to have? Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying I'd be extravagant for the sake of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a very materialistic person. I don't have. Well, I don't drive. So I don't have flash yeah. cars. Got a nice house. Yeah. Got a nice watch. That's about it, really. Okay. Um, but um, you know, I will. For example, now I, when I travel, I go business class when I fly, because I like to lie down flat and get some sleep. Because I recognise I value my time. And if I don't sleep properly on a plane, because I do a lot of travel, I'm then losing time the next day. Yeah. So yep. I'd rather spend the extra money and have a good night's sleep as much as I can sleep mm. rather than not sleep. Does that make sense? Yeah, so I, absolutely, so definitely. So I, I really don't mind spending money on myself, mm -hmm. whereas in the past, I might have not wanted to do that. You'd so I, I value myself, I value my body, Great. I value my mind, I, I have 
an incredible, we all have an incredible capacity to generate a huge amount of wealth. Yeah. We've got to look after ourselves. Definitely. And so I would spend money to do that. Wow, okay. Thank you very much, that's great. And regards to, um, I mean, being success, and I've experienced in my own life, um, becoming financially independent myself, not quite on your level yet. Um, you'll get there, I'm sure. <laughs> and, and Alex, you'll get there quicker than me, because the first eight years, I was just doing it on my own, didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And yeah. it took me eight years to replace my income. You've done it in a year. Yeah. So okay. who's the smartest, right? Right, okay. In, in, in that kind of sense. Thank you. <laughs> and with regards to um, being successful in my own life, and, and I'm sure you've experienced this, and to be honest, a lot of people who I follow, like Grant Cardone and Gary Vaynerchuk and stuff, they they seem to have a lot of haters and naysayers. And how, yeah. would, how would you handle them? So the more successful you get, mm -hmm. and especially in this day of social media where people can see it, uh, unfortunately, you do get some people who uh, are jealous, mm -hmm. um, and I think sometimes people, through their own insecurities, if they can have a go at someone else, it makes them feel better. Yeah, behind you know. the keyboard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. keyboard warriors, yeah, as we call them. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so there are some of those, and I guess you know when it first happens, it's really hard. You yeah. think, oh my god, what? I, what? Yeah. I, I don't even know yeah. this person. What yeah. have I ever done to them? Yeah. You know, um, and and so that it can be really hard, mm. but. A couple of things there. First of all, the most successful people have lots of haters, Definitely. have lots of people yep. who are critical. And so if you kind of think, well, if I want to be like them to say that I have to, you can't just have it all and not have the negative side. Yeah. So accept that it's going to happen, first okay. of all. Okay. Then recognize that, you know, if, if it was someone who was significant, mm -hmm. who was or someone who was important, who was saying something, I, I might be a bit more bothered. Okay. But because it's a probably a nobody anyway, yep. I kind of, Although although you might think oh, it's going to get to me, you can decide if you allow it to get to you or not. Great. So and very often yeah. they want a reaction, and if you don't react at all, they get bored and they go and find someone else to, yeah. to annoy. So it's your own internal kind of drive. Am I going to let this thing or affect me? Yeah, and, and don't get me it? wrong. When you yeah. see it, you think, oh, yeah. am I am I going to am I going to send them a nuclear bomb via yeah. thing? But yeah. but you don't. You think you know what? Yeah. That, and there's a great saying uh, which which is. Uh, one of my friends, Peter Thompson, has a great saying. He says, don't work with tossers. <laughs> yeah, which like is it. quite a great piece of advice, yeah. okay? So if you think someone's a tosser, you know, or don't argue with an idiot. Yeah, if you argue yeah. with an idiot, it makes two of them, right? Yeah. So rather than engaging in it, just ignore it, you know? And and if it gets too aggressive or too nasty, send them a solicitor's letter. Yeah, yeah. nice, you know? I like it. The problem is you can't sue them because they've probably got nothing anyway. <laughs> yeah. So it's not really worth getting too upset <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah, I mean, they always hide behind the keyboards anyway, don't they? It's yeah. one of those things. Um, so, with regards to your, your vision and your, your long-term vision, every day you get up from your bed, what, what motivates you and inspires you to keep going every single day? So, I like, I like new things, I like variety. Um, this year, I'm expanding my business, so we're going international, uh, which is quite exciting. Uh, we're partnering with some people to do that, so using leverage. Um, I'm also finally this year setting up the charity that I want to set up, wow, okay. which is going to schools and teaching kids about money and entrepreneurship. Amazing. Which Amazing. just, I wish I had learned some of the stuff I know now. If I'd learned it in school, yeah. wow, how different it would be. And, yeah. and it's not teachers' fault because they're just, a, they're just a, a victim, if you like, of the system. They're just they're just employees themselves. And you sometimes get people from banks going into schools to teach people about money. Well, they're just the employees as well. And, and it's better someone gives them a little bit of knowledge than nothing. But I want to go in and, and use leverage. So mm. we've helped so many people become financially independent in property. We can go back to those people and say, hey, how would you like to come in and go into your local schools? We want to train you and do the various police checks and things, obviously. But mm. go in and, and 
if you can just change one or two kids in a group and get them to think differently and say, you know what, you don't have to rely on someone else giving you a job. Yeah. You could have your own job. In fact, you could create jobs for other people. Wouldn't you like to I have like people working for you? And that, you know, because in this country, it's a, it's a tragedy. We have generations and generations of being on benefits. And the parents were on benefits, and the parents' parents were on benefits, and they think that's you know they think oh there are no jobs. Well, yes, there mm. are. You it's can like create conditioning, jobs. Would you say it's good as conditioning? Yeah. And, and it's hard for but if we can just ignite a spark in some of those kids' minds and get them to think differently, and if we can do this for it's just a generation of work, mm. we can really change this country from the grassroots. Mm. And that's my passion at the moment. Mm. That's my new business. Well, my wow. new charity I'm launching. You can tell you're very passionate about I it. I am. Definitely. I am. And the other thing is, you know, it makes me really angry when people set up charities and, you know, so much of the money that's contributed never goes to the good cause because they've yeah. got all these admin costs and the directors get salaries. So yeah. I don't need any income from that. Yeah. So there's going to be no directors getting paid, and my business is going to pay for the admin staff to run it. So any money that goes into it is all spent on the schools training people. So it's a hundred percent contribution charity, and that's how I think charities should be done. That's amazing. And do you think in the future that basically a lot of the workforce now that we know in today's time um, will dramatically change into entrepreneurship? I think think they're going to have to because, you know, if you listen to people who talk about what's happening in the future, look at technology, Mm. you know, so much automation coming in um, and systems being used that actually many of the jobs that are done right now, they won't be around in the future. So what are people going to do? I mean, you know, an example, I was listening to the radio the other day and I heard that um, Uber, I reckon in five years, they will all their cars will be driverless. Wow. So um, imagine taxi drivers no longer required. What are they going to do? You know, sure, yeah. and, and that's not the only thing that's yeah. going to be affected. So a lot of jobs that people do right now, particularly manual jobs or automated jobs, mm-hmm. robots, computers are going to be doing them. Wow. So what, what, is, what is the human race going to do in, in 20 years time maybe? So wouldn't it be a great idea to do something different now? Well, I'm just relying on someone else to give you mm. an income. Why not have your own business? You've got a bit more freedom, a bit more choice. And you might do that part-time at first, you mm-hmm. know, keep the job going, and then when you get to a point the income is more than you get from the job, then maybe give up the job. Amazing. If, if that's what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Because uh, I, I honestly believe that entrepreneurship is going gonna, is gonna to take off in the next five, ten years. I think so, yeah. More and more entrepreneurs are going to come into the market. Yeah, especially with all the technology that's out there. Yeah, absolutely, know. yeah. Because so the nature of jobs will change. You'll need people to support the technology and create the technology and innovate exactly. as well. Exactly. There's going to be more jobs yes. with regards to starting yeah. things. Yeah. Um, so um, when you're launching a business, again, just touching on, when everyone, I mean, I've experienced in my own life, my own personal life, when everyone around you is so negative, mm. how do you remain positive? So I think first of all, you need to recognize why they're being negative. Mm. And often it's because that they love you and they don't want you to make a mistake mm-hmm. and you don't want to have problems. But also there's a little bit of insecurity in that, well, Alex, if you become really successful, will, will you still want to be our friend? Will you still want to hang around us? Okay. You know, So there's a bit of insecurity from them maybe. Okay. So I think um, if you were clear on what you're doing and why you're doing, you just have to have that determination to just keep going. And if you can link in with you know, mentors to help guide you so you're not trying to do it all in your own, find people who've been more successful, who've done what you want to do and, and, and work with them. And even if you go and work for free for someone who's achieved what you want to achieve, you'll learn so much from that experience. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's probably worth doing. Yeah. You know? um, so get other people to help you and then get that like-minded group around, get a peer group around you who are like you and want to achieve the same thing as you to help you grow 
and you know you need that boost of positivity from other people if it's not in yeah. your natural environment so, so seek all the positive people yeah and then and then you know choose what you put into your head yeah rather than listening to the news and reading the paper and watching TV listen to personal development CDs watch videos like this yeah. uh, and just fill yourself with the right kind of information that's going to inspire you rather than something that's going to make you doubt what you can do and hold you back wow yeah I completely agree with that absolutely I mean, and with regards to businesses, there's so many opportunities out there. Yeah. What would you suggest to an entrepreneur how to spot good opportunities? Oh, there is opportunity everywhere. And that's often the problem. Yeah. There's so many opportunities. Well, where do I go? Yeah. What do I do? And I think, um, I think it's really important to think about, okay, so what do I want to achieve? Um, is this in line with my values? Um, can I, is there a market? Is, can I monetize this? Is it gonna work um, and produce an income? Um, and is it something I want to be doing for a while? Because you need to put time and effort in for a while. You can't, people sometimes look at PIN and say, wow, that's been an overnight success. Well, it's been an overnight success 14 years in the making. Yeah, you know? yeah, so yeah, yeah. People sometimes look Definitely. at success and people think, oh, it's easy. It's not easy. Yeah, yeah. It really is not easy, yeah. but it is possible yeah. if, you, if you're determined, if you're persistent, if you get some support and help, mm -hmm. get the right people around you, anything is possible. Fantastic. So just to finish off on the suit, a few fun questions. Um, I know you mentioned your favourite film already, so yeah. what is your favourite song? Uh, erasure, A Little Respect. Okay. Big Erasure fan, <laughs> 80s I'm afraid, yeah, but yeah. For my time. So. Yeah, it probably was, yeah. I don't, you, don't even know who Erasure, <laughs> you have to go look it up. No, I will. Go I'll, look it up on YouTube. iTunes, it's a great show. You would have heard it, you would have heard it, but you may not know it. Um, now I'm a big uh, uh, reader. Um, yes. Your favourite book? Uh, my favourite book is Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee. Wow, okay, I've never, I've never read that either. So Pulitzer Prize winner, you should go and read it, it's a brilliant book. Wow, okay. Um, and your favourite place to travel in the world? Anywhere uh, in the world? I love New York. New York, why? New York's a great city. Why? It's such a, a buzzing atmosphere there, some great places to go and do it. It's just, just an amazing atmosphere in New York, I love it. Wow, fantastic, okay. And uh, ending question, uh, what is the most important life lesson that you've learned so far in your uh, career of being in business? Um, I think we've probably covered it a few times, mm. which is um, make sure you're giving value to other people. Value. Putting value out there, yeah. I like that. The greater your value, the more you're going to make. Well, I just want to say a massive, massive, massive thank you for your time today. Thank it's you, Alex. Great to be here. Um, for you. inspiring not only me, but other successful entrepreneurs um, through the Property Investors Network. Um, you've been an absolute inspiration to me. Um, and I just want to say that if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here doing this and, and working on my passions. Um, and it's been an absolute honor in knowing you. So Great. thank you very thank much, you. Alex. Oh, Congratulations. Thank, thank you. you.